one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. To Rule the Roost podcast, I'm your host Jack Tetrunk Hussey, and I'm joined this week by this is it's a bit of an old school one again by my old compadre, my OG, as they say, uh, Mister Raj Baines. How you doing, Raj? I'm not too bad. You called yourself Tetrunk. Do you not mean Tetusk? Oh, mate, let's not <laughs> let's, let's not give it any validation whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know where that's... It's bizarre. It's a bit creepy as well. Talking um, of creepy, uh, Seb's going across international lines to pick up some pussy. That's why he's not here. Yeah, Seb is genuinely missing the pod because he's picking up pussy. <laughs> In Wales. Yeah, he's... He's, <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's going to be really mad at us for this, especially if his mum listens. Well, you know, we're, doing, we're not saying anything that's not... Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's making a long journey for some pussy. <laughs> it does. It sounds like the setup to a really bad uh, dude. Where's my car? Type of film. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Which we, I'd we, love to see said part of. We're fully embracing that as well, aren't we? Sort of a buddy cop film of uh, Seb and um, some random person. Um, it, who would it be? Who would you who would you cast to be Seb? Sort of counteract. I don't know. There's something. I was trying to. I was just as he said that. I was just sort of thinking, like, if Seb were in a film, what character would I was trying to think of? Like a character, the straight man. He'd already, well, yeah, but still, like, I I can't think of an exact character that Seb is really, or an actor that could that could play Seb that well. I mean, like, maybe I do. You know, I tell you who Seb is in The Hangover. <laughs> the lad that's actually getting married, you know, yes. the guy with the glasses, or that gets tattoo on his face in the second one, or does that happen in the first <laughs> one as well? No, he's the no the the one who's getting married is the one who's on the roof. Oh shit! Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking about the lad with glasses though. You know? Ed helps. Yeah, yeah, that's Seb. <laughs> like, who does that? What does that make you, Zach Galifianakis? Probably, yeah, which is kind of... But you, you're you're not Bradley Cooper. I know that's no, what you I'm want not, to say. No, no, I'm not Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's not funny enough to be me. <laughs> um, who are you in that? Which character are you in the, in the Hangover? I don't know if there is a you in the Hangover, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What, you're going to be racist and say that I'm... Uh, what do you call him? Uh, Ken Jeong. <laughs> no, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, that's more likely, mate. Yeah, no. With a tiger. I've not seen The Hangover in ages. I think I was young enough to find it funny the first time I watched it, and then it may have been soured by the films afterwards. Uh, yeah. I, I, th- I can't I th- imagine it's a film that's aged well. No, I, a lot of comedies don't know, mate. That's the problem. I remember, like, when I was a kid way back when, finding, like, fucking... And it, it, it was, to be fair, it's even before my time. 
but still watching like Wayne's World as a kid and I've finding it funny. fucking hilarious. And I, I watched it genuinely. I started watching it about two years ago, which is an like as you would say, an enemy of comedy. It was <laughs> it was it was awful. I found it, it really um, bad. Wasn't that like a, an SNL sketch uh, sketch even that um, sort of took on a life of its own? Possibly. I'm not 100 percent on that though. It's uh. Was it written by Mike Myers or was it written yeah, by... Yeah, I, I think it was a Mike Myers um, SNL sketch, I think. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was sort of a character that they took from that show and sort of built like a bigger story around. Did uh, did Mike Judge... I, I want to say Mike Judge had something to do with the guy who wrote Beavers and Butthead and stuff as well. Also, I'm always tempted to he's say one of those people that sort of has his fingers in more pies than you'd expect him to. Almost as many as Seb, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's 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 getting a few from me this week. In my absence last week, yeah, I did he listen. said that he said that Tottenham shouldn't be good because of people like you. Yeah, like he actually said that may that. well have been me, but I think it was him. Well, I don't know. It's debatable because you you kind of filled in the gap that he left there, and but he he threw it out there. He cast he cast he cast the line of blaming me. Making out like I was some mouth breathing, you know, <laughs> UKIP voting pleb. <laughs> Don't know where the UKIP voting part came from. It's probably just all the propaganda I send him in the in the WhatsApp group that you're not a part of, mate. You know, obviously. Yeah, the uh, the support group that you two have for issues that you don't want to discuss with me. Yeah, basically, when it's like, but, oh, mate, I've got a funny twinge in my back, and I'll be like, nah, not this isn't for the Raj room. The, yeah. the Raj room is that what you call it? Yeah, this is this is for the this is for the old bastards. Room. He's not he's not going to give you any sympathy over this one, mate. Just uh, you know, bring that to me. Yeah, he's fucking he's older than me still. I've got that over him. So yeah, well, might, how long? Like a few weeks? Doesn't matter, mate. He still is. Literally like two weeks or something, isn't it? No, it's a bit longer than that. It's almost a year, isn't it? I think. Oh no, between you two, it's it's only a handful of months, I think. Yeah, oh, fuck him, he's still older. Mm. He's older in mind as well. That that means a lot as well. So <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know. he's definitely pipe and slippers. Although, you know, saying that, he's 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 the one on his pussy patrol tonight. You're the one That's true. Start talking to me. I've uh well I've I've had a couple of beers tonight. I've gone against my rule of not drinking on the pod anymore. I've oh just... it's old school, mate. It's, this is how you we used to do that's it. That's it, mate. That's it, how we roll. How mm. we roll. Um, right, let's uh, let's actually talk about some football anyway. There was a pretty glorious um, game for Tottenham. I know we're going to sound like accidental West Ham fans here, but Tottenham Hotspur against Germany was uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good game that, and I think no more amply was our effect showcased. Aptly, I should say, well, amply works. Doesn't work. Aptly uh, was our case showcased when you actually see that uh, once all the Spurs boys were dropped in the game against Holland, we didn't Apart do quite from Kyle so Walker. well. Yeah, true. And Danny. Kyle Walker set up the goal, though. Yeah. And Danny Rose had a good game. So it's, you can't really blame it on them. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, mate. I, I, I kind of had that thing of like, oh, you know, I feel a bit weird supporting England. I wasn't really supporting England. I was just supporting the Spurs players, to be honest. Like to be genuinely honest, and it was. I thought it was pretty. I think they all did themselves proud, really, in yeah. the Germany game. 
Yeah, I missed the Germany game when it was on because I, w- I went to go watch uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with my own man and um sounded like the football actually had a, a more unpredictable ending somehow. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto that film later. But um, what did you make of the game? Because I've, I've seen the highlights and obviously... Oh, excuse me, I burped. I know how well we played and everything. You don't have to edit that out. I, I enjoy my manliness coming off on... on, uh, on uh, <laughs> to be recorded for the masses. Um, what did you make of it? Was it sort of a um, as, as good as it sounds? Because I've, I've, I've read and, and seen the highlights, sort of repeating myself as if I've got sort of Alzheimer's or something. Well, I'm, I'm used to... It's a good thing we've had Seb on for some few weeks. <laughs> I'm managing to deal with these kind of... Uh, these personality... Well, it's not really a personality trait, is it? Alzheimer's <laughs> probably... <laughs> Doesn't do the uh... the other day in the car, um, my mum got um, Alzheimer's and uh, and Asperger's mixed up, and uh, we were talking about someone, and uh, she goes, "I think I think they're on the uh, on the uh, Alzheimer's scale." I went, "What?" She goes, "Because they they don't empathise with people." I went, "What?" Because they forget to empathise, and she was like, <laughs> she knew what she'd done straight away, and it was just that tripping her up on it was was funny because I enjoy laughing at her. Because I, I bully everyone in my life. Yeah, it, it, I, you don't need to tell me that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you've got a separate group. It's my way of showing affection. I know, I know. Um, what do I think of the game? It, well, the first half was pretty uh, pretty tepid. Um, Germany should have been 3-0 up, shouldn't they? Because they have yeah. that... Uh, was it Mario Gomez who came back out of nowhere? And... Um, and uh, had was it offside that they was given against him? Yeah, but it wasn't right. It it just it was a goal. It should have been. But I mean, on the balance, I guess on the balance of play, like two 0 was probably fair because they always, are the two thousand and ten World Cup though, man. Yeah, like their second legitimate goal did feel like it was a bit against a run of play, so on and so forth. But second half, I don't. Deli Ali came into his own. That lad is he's just so special, like. Don't give him a tapping though. No, don't give him a tapping. That was a, a horrible miss. Really it horrible was. miss. If, if uh, Eric Dyer had scored, he, he would have probably been pilloried for that. Yeah, and I've, I do find it quite funny that Dyer scored because of their little kind of mug off. Even 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 uh, post the picture, didn't he? Saying that Eric Dyer's reaction to scoring the goal was laughing at him for missing. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I enjoy that now. The whole country is sort of uh, softened towards Tottenham. And is enjoying all the fruits of our labour. Pochettino, sort of honorary Englishman now. Um, he, do, he, he, give him a medal. Make one up for him when we win the Euros, because he deserves it. I think it's like eight, if uh, fourteen or fifteen of the past twenty English uh, debutants have all come directly from Pochettino's hands. How can you not love him? Like, how can you actually not love Pochettino? The only um, fault I can find is his teeth. Yeah, they are a bit funny, a bit tombstony, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, he almost, I, I don't want him to get veneers or anything, but sort of, uh, they could do with a little bit of work. That piece in the, the BBC ran about Pochettino is pretty marvellous as well. I don't know if you read it, that really long-form no. piece they they put out. It, it seemed uh BBC just had to do like, content. was it a bit different? Because usually it's sort of like 200-word um sort of news piece that their interns have done for the week. 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was a very different tone. It was like it was almost like a feature piece. I don't know if that's like Phil McNulty. Something they're bringing in. Uh, I'm not sure who wrote it actually. Um, it was very good though. Definitely worth a read for anyone that, that hasn't. Um, I can't remember what the name of it. It's just it's like Pochettino the Man or something like that. Go and use the yeah. Go and use the BBC before the Tories kill it. Yeah, it was just it was quite interesting because it was talking about yeah. You can see where his work ethic comes from because he was. Sort of not only the stuff with Bill, so I think he was he mentioned about how his father was like uh, kind of like worked on a farm, manual labourer, worked very hard his entire life, and I think he was sort of he touching on like you know the privilege that footballers have, and you know how they you know I guess they're probably slightly molly coddled and so on and so I don't know he just seems like such a focused, determined, and brilliant human being. Um, that I just love him. But yeah, back to England. Um, Harry Kane's finish was fucking spectacular as well. That lad is, honestly speaking, mate, like when you actually think about it, you are getting to the point now when you see how Harry Kane performs in the Premier League. And I'm not saying he is like technically better or so on and so forth than these other players. But when you consider everything, the complete package, the way he settled at Tottenham, what the club means to him, his mentality, and his actual technical ability. For his position, there are so few players now in actual world football you take over him. I mean, There's not a better striker in world football right now for Tottenham than Harry Kane. You know, like, I was, I, I th- maybe I've already said this on a pod, but when you think about, like, a tenuous, and I'm talking tenuously, realistic top tier signing for Tottenham someone like a Benzema someone like a Higuain this is if we get into the Champions League someone like a Benzema someone like a Higuain a Cavani you know a Zlatan on a free but like if if we could say if we could sign them you but you like you wouldn't even be that certain that they'd do a better job than Harry Kane was in fact I'm, I'm pretty certain those three wouldn't I don't think they score as many goals as he does, at least in the Premier League. Don't know. I think it's quite hard. You know, you take away the fact he's a horrible racist. Luis Suarez, you know, you you'd probably have in over Harry Kane, Robert Lewandowski, but I don't think Lewandowski is um, is as hard working as Kane is going back on things. I think he's he's probably the best natural finisher in that position playing right now. Um, I think Luis Suarez is probably the probably the finest number nine in the on the on the planet. But other than that, Kane is like I said, he's everything that he has is is almost as if he's been specifically bred to perform in this Tottenham setup as it is now, which is you know remarkable given that you know it, we we joke about it, but he was a punchline for yeah. you know for the start of his career he was the kid who missed a penalty against hearts and the you know with his stupid voice and big face and things he was there's there's little things that made you question him and and those are the things now that are almost his biggest assets because away from the pitch you get the intention you get the not the intention you get the uh (laughs) you get the what's the word i'm looking for impression impression that's the one you get the impression that he's as good a person now as he 
ever has been. Mm. Uh, he's still with the same girl he's he's always been with. He, he he's you know he's always nice to people. Whenever you you hear of interactions, he always comes off incredibly well in interviews and even in feature pieces and stuff like that. It's it's not something you can always say of people. There was a, a point in sort of Gareth Bale's career when he was getting a similar level of of attention at Tottenham, where there would always be a question over his conduct in interviews because um, there was he always left you know a crack of the door open there was always a mention that there'd be a sly look towards his representatives and things whereas with Harry Kane all anyone ever says is oh he's just sat here and giggled and been lovely with him and his brother and and whoever's been speaking to him and he doesn't entertain anything that isn't sort of not a party line but isn't solely focused on where he is right now and that doesn't feel disingenuous coming from him. He he feels as if he's almost that that chip on his shoulder that being laughed at to begin with has given him is almost the biggest fuel that he could have ever yeah. gotten, which is lovely. Definitely, uh, that's that's what you. I don't know. You really get that vibe, don't you? That he's just he's there to sort of to to put this in people's faces to say like you know fucking doubt me if you doubt me if you dare kind of thing. It's you know, it's I I don't know. I just I think there's something very special about the lad, and it's it would be to me. I I don't know how you feel about it, mate. But to me, it it there's no amount of money we could take for him that would make it worthwhile. I think like you know whatever no, not, we not could we could get more money than we got for bail. But really, as fans as a club, that means very little when. There's nothing we can replace him with. We don't need the money anymore with the television money, no. with things. All the all the club could sort of say is that you know it's paid for a quarter of the stadium or something like that. But you, they've already got payment plans in place. They've already got money coming in from the NFL and uh, whoever they're going to sell the um, naming rights to and the inevitable deal with Nike that's upcoming. All of these things are, are, are paying for something, and we we have no reason to sell him right now. He is the face of Tottenham Hotspur for the next 10 years. It'd be a catastrophe if he went. Like, it would be an it, Not just a footballing one, but it'd be a, a, a top-down failure from the club in uh, PR, in, in everything to do that. It would it would burst the bubble around the club so much because he is the first, first player out of all of them in that group that is sort of the one that you look to. And he's the one where you almost feel as if letting him go would open the floodgates and... Yeah allow other players to sort of think and to, to want to leave and it's because the the strength of this team is how much they play for one another and how much they play for their manager you wouldn't want him to go elsewhere and you can't see a touch wood this season if we get into the Champions League which it looks like at the moment we should do um you can't see there's there's any reason for him to go elsewhere. He's getting into the England squad. He's getting, he'll no doubt when we get the extra TV money for Champions League and whatnot, he'll get another contract in the summer and another you know twenty grand, ten twenty grand added to his weekly wage. He he's got everything that he needs at this club, and it almost feels as if he's happy with that. He doesn't seem to want more, and I don't think that's a lack of ambition. I think that's just a a recognition that this is the perfect place for him right now and there's no reason to to gamble with that and, and try and bite off more than he needs to. My only fear is, is if we don't... It's not... It, you know, it's not even a fear. I'm not going to say it's a fucking fear. 
it's more just an acknowledgement of the fact that if we don't kick on, I think he would have every right to want to move. And I, I would say the only thing that is going to derail that, I think the only thing that could turn his head, and it would be fair enough, would be a Barca or Real Madrid. I think any, I think that's going to turn any player's head. Yep. Um, and you'd understand. And it, it sounds fucking ridiculous to even be saying that, but I, I think it could be... If Harry Kane maintains this form for... Another season, I don't see. I honestly don't see why someone like Real Madrid shouldn't be coming in for him. I really don't. Um, maybe I sound like a deluded Spurs fan, but it, you know, if he if he manages to translate this form because he's showing he can do it on the international stage, at least yeah, perhaps it's not. A I'm not sure he's. Uh, I'm not sure he's sexy enough yet for Real Madrid. Maybe not, but I don't know, mate. There's, a, there's quite a lot of press. There's quite a lot of talk around him now. You know, well, that's growing. The, yeah. That's the that's the thing um, that sort of struck me as well when we played Dortmund was how excited the German press appeared to be to be seeing Harry Kane. It is it is crazy, like you know, if you, like I say, if you the Germans we sort of spoke to before the game were wanting to see him and see how he'd play in a big fixture and this kind of thing, we could see. You know, oh, I fucking saw him last week, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Touch words how uh, how he performs in the Champions League as well. Um, yeah, that'd be very interesting. But uh, anyway, we've uh, we've waxed lyrical enough about Harry Kane. Well, I don't think we have. Don't think I can ever wax lyrical enough about Harry Kane. But we have a uh, crunch every single fixture. I tell you uh, one last question about yeah, Harry Kane because I've seen it discussed on Twitter a little bit recently. Is on the sort of the wider pantheon of Tottenham players in your lifetime, or even in the history of the club, in terms of your sort of your top favourite Spurs players, the people to ever wear the shirt, is he is he up there for you now? Is he is he already got himself into that you know the rarefied air sort of space for you? Hundred percent, mate. He's almost like he's not he's not Ledley level. Yeah, he's not. I mean, like I don't I, like Ledley is something very very special. Like, I think I think the entire context behind. Ludley King's career and everything just sort of puts him above everything else because it's it's one of those stories that only sport could, you know, toss up the love that we have for a man who has had you know a tragic and unfulfilled career. Yeah, is not something because there'll always be oh, Harry Kane got to do it. Harry Kane's probably already done you know more now than Ludley had ever got to do in a in a Spurs shirt, which is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I agree with that, mate. Like, there's something that's it's it's almost spiritual with Ledley King and ha- with Harry Kane. It's 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 getting there, and you know, he's definitely he's already in that kind of like esteem that I think Robbie Keane would have stayed in had he not fucked off to Liverpool when he did. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, maybe. Van der Vaart. Yeah, I mean, he, he to Paul me. Robinson. He already surpasses those guys to me. Like, I, I had a lot. I really fucking loved Robbie Keane as well before he went to Liverpool and all that kind of crap happened. Like, I had so much affection for Robbie Keane. The Robbie Keane transfer was the one for me that taught me that never to trust the footballers. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. well, it was. Because Sol Campbell was the one that taught me that. But, I was, yeah. you know, I, there was always that, but that was almost like a. You didn't feel as if that could happen again. Mm. That, that was probably almost, a little little bit before your time in some ways, wasn't it? Well, I, was, I remember it happening, and I remember like um, being. I was still young at the time, but I, I do remember it, and I sort of I remember the 
the sort of because Dad had a season ticket at the time, sort of him leaving for like Seoul's first game back at the lane after the move and everything was uh, was interesting and all that sort of business. So I, I do remember it vaguely, but it's you know it's not the same as it as it would have been for someone else. I think. Yeah, it was. It you know I don't know. It's there's only so much you can talk about that without it bringing up a bit of a murderous rage. But it, for all intents and purposes, it was just the same as Le- if Ledley had done it to us. You know, you you couldn't believe it. It was so it was so astounding that he could do it. I don't know because we're gonna finish above them in the league, and I fucking wanna. Stick it in their faces. But, right, we, we're talking about the league now. Every single game now, seven game, seven league games left, is a must-win fixture, of course. But uh, this is a particularly must-win fixture because we don't like Liverpool. We do have a guest on. He's not a writer. He's not a blogger. He's just one of my mates who supports Liverpool. Um, so feel sorry for him, but also don't because he's a horrible scouser. Right, hello Tom. Welcome to uh, Rule the Roost. This is this is quite a bizarre meeting, given that I've known you for what, like about, probably about fifteen years now. That we're talking in a in a professional capacity. I say professional, but you know. Yeah, I mean steady on. I don't know, right? Yeah, you know I mean yeah. it's bedroom professional, I guess. Like <laughs> like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hello, Moya. If you're listening, sorry. Um, <laughs> do you want me to do this or not? Uh, I don't know. I'm in two minds now, mate. I've just suddenly Idiot. thought about like the uh, the can of worms that you could potentially open. She might be listening. Actually, you might have to be careful. I know. She well, knows she's a big fan. She's a big fan. Think about all your dodgy scouse cousins that might be listening as well. Yeah, that's true. And they don't like it when uh, when your mum's brought into things today. That's the dog. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. We're uh, <laughs> let's get off of mums, as the old saying goes. How, how how's the season going for you, mate? As a Liverpool fan, give, give, give I'll tell you what. Give the let's give some of our listeners a you know a few more credentials. Why why are you a Liverpool fan? You sound like a, a soft well, southerner got, to me, mate. That's the thing. Well, I you, yeah, the, I, I I have to have my thick Scouse accent that I normally have just for the show. But um, mum and dad are from Liverpool, so I guess that's uh, that's where that comes from. Dad's an Evertonian though, so I guess that makes me a proper Scouser. I mean, you're, you're like a you're, a you're a snake in the grass, mate. That's I am a snake in the grass. Yeah, I'm his least favourite. My other, my other, my brother's a diehard blue as well. So, um, yeah, supported Liverpool since uh, since Ian Rush was still good. So I guess that's quite a while. I mean, how how have you been feeling about the the, the past few years? Because it's it's kind of it's funny to say that you know I, I mean all the time we've well, grown up roller coaster, really, well, isn't it? yeah I mean like all the time we've grown up I've seen you kind of being like in the top four you know you won the Champions League you've not won the league but you've still kind of always been there or thereabouts and what past six seven years you've pretty much finished below Spurs every year and it's kind of it's a bit weird you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm not even getting a dig in yeah there, we really. just did drop well you just dropped a small dig in didn't you but yeah, that, I'll give you that one do you know what I mean um, you know me too well mate yeah. See, it well, doesn't work when I get when I get other plebs on all these like you know football writers and bloggers and stuff. They think I'm just being sort of you know decent, but they don't know. They don't know. Really. That you're, that you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll put them right tonight. Um, what do I what do I think? Well, I don't think any Liverpool fan like myself 
is that upset, to be honest. At, 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 you know, it's not been a great few years, but the, the Suarez season, the final Suarez season, almost made up for everything. And in that time, you know, we've we've won a couple of things, you know, there's been some some finals, you know, it's not there's been some decent football played. And at times when Brenton was still there, you know, there was I was I was quite, you know, I was quite positive about him. Some of the football was good, but it was all masked a bit by by Luis Suarez, wasn't it? So Well it's, it's you know, it was a bit there's the shame about David Brent, or whatever his name was, um, Brenton Rogers. He uh, that's a bit of a Brent in itself. Me say, me making that joke is kind of ironic, isn't it? Really, just there, yeah. but yeah, okay. uh, it's the kind of joke he would make. Yeah, uh, it's a bit bollocks out. Fuck. Um, but the the thing about that is like when he actually came first came to you, and when he was at Swansea, he was a decent, focused. Like young he was British a sort of philosophical manager. Yeah. He seemed like a bit of a, a bit of a master tactician, if a bit of a bullshitter. He believed his own hype. The, the longer you're in, the more of a bullshitter he looks like. But well, I don't know. It's just it seemed like he lost a bit of weight. He ditched his wife. Got like this young, you know, woman on his arm. Yeah, well, by all accounts, he's a whack job anyway. So it was all you know. He's got a aside from his footballing ability, <laughs> yeah, above his above his desk. Uh, and that's not even ironic as well. I don't think. I think it's probably because he thinks it's great. So, he so that, didn't he say his greatest inspirations himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all that bullshit. He doesn't. He doesn't train players. You train dogs. <laughs> he, he educates players. <laughs> what a knob. So, but you know, it, there were times when it, when I thought we were playing quite well. Even without Suarez, there were times we were playing quite well. And some some of those players that we. Maybe not the ones we spent the Suarez money on, but players like Henderson suddenly started looking like they might be, might be quite decent, you know. So do you um, like? Do you like? Are you a big fan of Hendo? Hendo. I, I well, I mean, this is this is kind of the problem with that we've got now is now that Kloppo's there, we've we've had a sort of shift in fortunes, and some of those players that were looking pretty good, pretty smart under Brenton, like Henderson. I kept telling people that he was going to be England captain and stuff and that he was the next big thing, as you do. But now he's starting to look a bit fucking dull. He's, he's starting to look a bit like James Milner, to be honest. Like, doesn't do anything. But then other players like Lallana are suddenly looking a lot better. And, and Lovren is suddenly looking better. And I don't know how that happened because everybody, everybody else thought that was a shit signing when we made it. Well, he, and he was terrible for quite a while for you. Like, laughably yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. It's an embarrassment, and now obviously that mantle's been taken by by Martin Skirtle now, so he doesn't have to worry about being the shittest player on the team. Well, I mean, you've <laughs> Skirtle. I can't stand him. But uh, he's, you, a, he's a horrid fucker, uh, right? You 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 touched on like Cloppo, as you as you called him. There is that is that an actual nickname for him? I think that was it. I think he came with that nickname. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, he um, already had it. But you, you you've touched on it there. I mean, would you say? That's far. I mean, I think it's been a bit unfair, personally. I think a lot of people have been very quick to say, yeah, Klopp's not really had an effect on Liverpool, so on and so forth. But, I mean, I, I kind of liken it to Pochettino. Similar, very similar thing when we brought him in, you know. So he hasn't mm. had that long. He hasn't had a full season yet. It's almost like he's assessing what he's got. He's giving all the players a chance He's getting them up to speed with his, you know, what he deems to be yeah. an acceptable level of fitness, and it's it's very mm. much like a, a season of transition to coin a kind of trite phrase. But 
it seems very much that way for you. So I don't think it's particularly fair to judge Klopp uh, on this year per se. But would no, you say yeah. have have there been any encouraging signs there? Are you looking forward to sort of the next couple of years under him? Well, yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You definitely shouldn't be judging anybody after, you know, just one half a season. Now, you know, it's always going to take a bit of time to do anything. But you know, bear in mind, he had when he he came, he had how many strikers? Maybe none. He had no strikers. Sturridge being injured the whole all this time has been really shit and a lot of people who don't realise maybe how important Sturridge has been for us for quite a while now so he had no strikers and he had a kind of disjointed team and he had you know Ben Teke was there and he didn't get going and you know I think I think he's had a lot to deal with and now there are encouraging signs I think they're playing some good football that United win the Europa League you know we never looked in doubt of winning that one and that's pretty I think that's a pretty confident sign if you I know United look beating United at the moment isn't that big a deal but well they've been you know, on they, the they, up look, as well. they look solid they, we looked but we looked much 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 better than them we looked like we had a much better work ethic and we looked like we had a lot more skill and we had this I can't remember who played all those games but you know Lalana, Firmino and uh, and Sturridge and Milner they all looked quite threatening and Coutinho I'm forgetting Coutinho who's been <laughs> It's been a revelation. Well, he's he's, so. he's 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 got a lot of ability, and it's again you sort of touched on Firmino there, who I was sort of a bit dubious about. Firmino, he mm. seemed like a very when you first brought him in, it's it, it, he just seemed like that's a Tottenham or Liverpool signing, you know? That's yeah. That's we share we have a kind of a, a, like a, a, an understanding, me and you, don't we? Yeah. We occupy the same the same shit signing position. I think like the, a good candidate this year will be like someone like Riyad Mahrez, who like looks brilliant for Leicester, and I can imagine. Yeah, he's got Spurs written all over him. I have mm. to say. Yeah, if, if they if they win the league, which I reckon they probably will now, I don't think he'll go. But yeah, don't think he'll go. I think uh, I think he will. Would you take him, Liverpool? <sighs> I don't know. Depends what the price would be. Yeah. Some of those, some of his goals have been absolutely outstanding, and he's been consistent. To be consistent in a season like that, you have to have quality. Mm. But you're right; it's just a curse, isn't it? You can't. You he's, know. he skips leg day as well. He's got those little. He does skip <laughs> chicken legs. Yeah, um, but yeah, for, for, I mean, Firmino. Would you say he's like one of your most improved? Firmino. Yeah. I don't know if you could say if you could say that he's improved. I think he's just he's playing at his level, which just says taking him a. A few months to get into the into the swing of things. He and when I I'd never heard of him really when we signed him, but he had a fantastic scoring record apparently, which is why I picked him up for Hoffenheim. And um, I think he's shown some of his early games. He looked really good, and then he and he went off the ball, and he looked a bit tired, and he was overcomplicating things. But now, I think he looks he looks pretty effective. Being able to play a player like that up front as well, he's big and strong enough to do that too. So that's quite a big. Bonus. I think he. I think he'd be great. I think he might prove to be better than Coutinho in the long run. Who always looks like he's, he's he does a few amazing things and then he he, he doesn't keep it up. Very interesting, is um, that, mate? He seems because he's quite the darling of the fan base, isn't he, at the moment? Which is understandable. Well, yeah. He's. A, I, I think he's a very talented footballer. Yeah. I mean, he's got great attitude as well, which is something that the, you know the Liverpool fans want. I mean, okay, all all fans want a great attitude, but there's a certain type of 
of, of, of way of attacking that I think quite suits us. It's just nice to watch as well. And some of those goals. Outstanding. So, so you actually, I, I mean, are you enjoying the football overall? Is it, what kind of way has he got, got you playing? Is it? Well, it's just, it's high tempo, isn't it? It's not, it's not dissimilar to how, um, how we were playing under Rogers, really. Although it's less, it's, it's not as, you know, overcomplicated as his was, but you know, the tempo is there and they're closed down. Um, you know, I think Rogers had trained on at Barcelona and stuff like that. You know, they, he was all about this sort of, yeah, closing down and what I don't even know how to pronounce what Klopp calls it, Gagan pressing. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> is the German word for it. So yeah, I think they I think they look really good, and I think we, um, you know, I'd I'd fancy us to beat you lot on Saturday, oh. just because we look like we, in a big game, we look like we've got enough uh, commitment and we understand how to how to go at it. The question mark is whether you know, in the near future, we can have enough stamina to finish off games because getting beat 3-2 the other day was was an embarrassment. It's the kind of thing that if you're at the end of your tether with a manager that you don't survive. Something like, like Martinez at Everton and their, and their capitulation the other day. It's the kind of thing which can really, you know, damage your progression with the team and, you know, everybody loses confidence. So I think he has to be careful not to not to go out too hard. It's a, it, it, it is it is interesting that. Do you, I mean? Do you think? Uh, do you think that's? Have you suffered as a result of his sort of like his intense training? I think because that's something that's made quite a big deal at Tottenham. People was you know uh, not so much now that it seems as though the players have acclimatised to it. But I remember at first quite a lot of people were always like you know. Pochettino trains them too hard. You can see they're getting tired. And to be fair, yeah. toward the end of the season, we did start to look pretty tired last year. Um, I mean, do, do you think a lot I, of the players... I think it has, it has to make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially if, if you're new to that. I don't know if this happened with you lot, but at some point this season, we had like, I don't know what the number was, five or six players all out with the same hamstring injury, which every, I think everybody was kind of thinking, well, this is because this is you're working too hard. And you're picking up those those twinges and things like that. So yeah, but I think I think that's kind of that's a short term issue, isn't it? And I maybe I haven't watched Spurs, you know, that much this season. But maybe now he's got he's got players that he feels fit fit in with that system. And now there's you know there are fewer chances that you'll be uh, you'll be completely out of path at the end of the game. So yeah, I've got I've got faith in it. If 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 it was my team, that would be the kind of style that I would want to play. You know, full mm. throttle. You wouldn't want to see it back. What do you make of him overall? I mean, do you like this whole cult? Oh, he's boss, isn't he? Do you like? Yeah, he's it? great. He's great. Do you not? Do he's you not find it a little bit cringe? A little bit. A bit cringe. Well, it is it, cringe, but it seems natural. So it's kind of okay to sort of cringe with him. It's not like when he's like going, we keep talking about Brendan, but all the Brendan stuff, it really, it didn't feel natural. It felt like he was trying to make a point the whole time. Whereas Klopp, you just feel like that's just him bubbling over. He is a bit bonkers, and he always pulls those really weird faces, make him look a bit, a bit odd. But um, no, I mean, what's not to like? You know, jumping around. There's a, there's a lot of hugging after every game, isn't there? There's lots of hugging and kissing each other and all of that. But I think I read something. You know, they seem to like it, so. I can't remember who it was that said it. I mean, in fairness, a lot of what people hold against Klopp is actually the way in which the media 
blow smoke up his ass. Like he's always kind of been true to mm. himself. He's always been a bit of like you say, he's a bit bonkers. He's a bit sort of yeah, he's a bit cringe, but he's like he's like your cringe uncle that you kind of you still love anyway, even though he's sort of not like not well, the yeah. not the dodgy uncle that's a bit hands on. <laughs> but he's yeah, uh, yeah. he's more like your cringe uncle that makes the shit jokes at Christmas that everyone laughs with. Yeah, he's always on the dance floor. Yeah. Shit dancing. But there yeah. is this whole like cult thing in the media where it's like Klopp can do no wrong I think that's probably speaking on behalf of everyone else uh, that uh, yeah I think I think people, I think people want to see him succeed I think he's likable enough that people want him to succeed which means I think that yeah they push his persona a bit more and they all want to write stories about how, how fantastic a personality he's got so it's just a shame he's know. a quite a dislikable football club so. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you, so I mean, no, I, you I, I couldn't be. I couldn't be happy really to have somebody, some, somebody like that. I'd much rather somebody like that. And he's honest, you know. Those the interviews are great after the game. He says he says what he thinks we we did wrong, and I don't know the heart on the sleeve stuff with Benteke having a go at Benteke on the side of the pitch the other day. I think that was. It was quite surprising I though that I, I I was I was quite taken aback by that as well. I'll be honest. Well, it never works out for bad. managers, does it, usually? Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it would have been handled better by not doing it, probably. It's I mean, a big risk that it just blows up and, and it gets worse. But, you know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what he's told him. He specifically told him not to do something and then he does it and he's saying, look. To be fair, there's, there's been question marks over Ben Teke's like, attitude that have followed him through his whole career as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know. I mean, he's, I think he's a real missed opportunity. And I, I, I was quite happy when we signed him. He's a very talented player. I thought he had a good talented. record. And there's not a lot of great strikers out there that can score every other game. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed, yeah, that they haven't put more effort into getting him playing. Because he's not just a big lump. I think he's got a lot of skill. And he can be really threatening when he's on his day. So... It'll be a shame to lose a player like that because they're not easily replaced. This is definitely so. ability. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about kind of like replacing players, where there's potential weaknesses in the squad, where do you foresee yourself kind of concentrating the most of your money this this summer? Because uh, from an outsider's perspective, you'd look at you and say defence, like defence and keeper, are pretty much well. I don't, know. I don't. I don't think. We'll, I don't think we'll see him spend much on the defence. I think he. Um, we already signed Joel Matip on a free. That's true. So that's a that's a big addition to to defence now. And actually, I think he's quite happy. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of decent centre backs. I think we've got a few decent centre backs anyway. We've got enough. None of them are outstanding, but you know, Sacco's pretty young. decent. Yeah, yeah, he's, and he's he's really improving. And that partnership between him and Lovren looks really good. And then Matip can come in and give them some. Uh, some competition and Skirtle's going to be off, no doubt. We've got a load of great fullbacks, I think. Again, none of them are really outstanding, but um, Flanagan, I think, has looked really good since he's come back. Um, they captained him the other day. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot there. And Joe Gomez, who had a brilliant start to the season, then got injured, didn't he? And he was he was looking really good. So, no, defence, I think, is fine. I think he might look to get another, to get a goalkeeper. And keep Mignolet and just have someone else. Um, I think, but the main area will be will be the wings. I think. I think he feels we need we need wingers to add to his system. We need the types of players that he used to have, 
at Dortmund. And if we sign Goethe, then we're on to a winner, I think. Oh, mate, come on, that's not going to happen, is it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. He's on a... He's, uh, he's not playing that much at Bayern. You know, he's going he's gonna to go down a tier, probably, to the kind of... I think, I think I wouldn't be that surprised if we picked him up in the summer. And I don't think it will cost us that much. I think he might even be less than 20. <laughs> so I think he's. I think he's at the end of his contract and stuff. So is he? Yeah, he is. It's coming up. Oh, you can you can throw so, it back in my big red smug face. Yeah. So shut up, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's a great player. So. Right. Well, 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 and that's part of the clock factor. Don't forget that's that's oh, all this footballing hits the stuff. The fucking clock factor, mate. <laughs> Have some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this this they all love him because he's he's a footballing hipster's choice, isn't he? Yeah, cool dude, you know, and you know he's he, he is much better at attracting a better caliber of player. I think you'd know all about hipsters as well, wouldn't you? Tom? Yeah, I would actually. I'm just staring at my fixie right now. Just you actually have a fixie, don't you? Just, I do actually have a fixie. That's not a joke. To break the fourth wall, Tom has uh, he's got a shaved head, a beard, works in East <laughs> London, and he rides a fixie bike. <laughs> Yeah, and I work for a brand agency. I thought you owned, Great. I thought, I thought you owned a cereal cafe, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just sell quinoa on the side of the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how we? <laughs> I don't know what that tick, uh, tickled me. It tickled yeah, me. Good. It did. Um, how are we going to beat you, mate? How, how how's it going to happen? Because how are you going to beat us? Yeah. The cipher just obviously being as good as we are, you know. Have you been How impressed you with Spurs? Have you, because, yeah, you know. I've been very impressed with Spurs. I like a lot. Of, I like a lot of your players at the moment. You can't um, not it's like nice Harry Kane, see. can you? You got no Harry, Harry Kane's Kane. great. Just loads of them are great. It's great watching them for England, and they, you know, some of them seem like likable players, which I is annoying you were, when you want to. Thought you lot were scouse, not English, right? Yeah, yeah. But hey, look, there's a lot of scousers in that team as well. Yeah. But I th- well, how are you going to beat us? Um, well, I just going to completely depend what what type of team turns up. Um, I don't think I don't think you want to you want to make a game of it. I think you probably want to keep it quite tight. And at the end, in the second half, we will flag because we'll try and go at it. We're at home. We'll try and prove that we're as good as you. And I don't think we are at the moment. I mean, obviously we're not, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be close. But you still and, think you're going to win? Know, I, I, I don't. I think, I think you will win. I have a feeling you will win. But I think that we've got a chance of, of giving you a kicking as well. It just depends what kind of team turns up. But I, I think on balance, I'd, I'd, expect, I'd expect a close one for you to win. I'm always a bit um, worried about you lot nowadays. Like you, you, you've kind of got a bit of a hoodoo over us. You've been... Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I don't know what it is. I don't know whether Pochettino used to it, Rogers and Pochettino. I think Rogers often used to get one up on him. But then you know your team's changed quite a lot recently. So um, I don't know what it is. He just got lucky. Probably. I kind of feel like one way to get a Spurs still for all our brilliance. I f- I feel that we struggle quite a bit with pace, and I feel that we struggle with teams that get up in our face as well. That kind mm. of really go for us because that's kind of. That's kind of our thing, you know. We kind of are like relentlessly pressing people down, and yeah. so and so forth. And so, with your, as you call it, gegenpress, press, 
Gagan Jesse. <laughs> it could, uh, God, what a, what, a, what a pair of prize cans. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we will know, try and do that as well. It. It's just going to, it's going to be, it'll be that early balance of the game and you'll, you'll see which way it's shifting. Um, uh, really early on, I think, and you know, there's a good chance that we'll uh, we'll look quite good, and we'll. Um, but I don't know if we'll necessarily get the goals we need, which has been a bit of a problem as well. So. I'll push you. Well, we can do. We can defend on our day. Something you know, we got. And I, I think our, def- our individuals in defence are sometimes seen a bit shaky, but the, as a unit, they can play quite well sometimes. You haven't had many days this season, though, have you, mate? No, you're no not really. Uh, who are you? No. Um, if I could push you for uh, a score prediction, Tom. Um, oh, I think it could be 2-1 Spurs. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm being, I'm being generous there because I know that, you know, there's a lot of Spurs fans listening. But, it, or, but if it's or, if it's not that, you know, yeah, yeah, and my and my mum, yeah, wow. yeah, she's she's here with me now, mate. So oh, she's, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. Let's get off, mum. Hey. Um, yeah. It, what do you think? Um, I reckon two one to you. Annoyingly, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I've got it pinned down. Um, one other Neither thing I wants to get egg on our face, do we? So there we go. Sorry, mate. Neither of us wants to get egg on our face, do we? No. Five nil. Five nil. Liverpool. One thing I did want to, uh, I just want you to know, and I'm going to let everyone else know as well, is that there's still a, there's a bit of mystique about why my uh, name is Tetrunk. Just know that you know what it is, Tom. That's that's all I'll say is you know exactly why I'm called. Tetrunk I know, I know exactly. Unfortunately, I know exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll just leave it there. That's, I, I like doing little in, inside jokes. It, it makes me, <laughs> makes me feel powerful because. Most other uh, facets of my life, I feel pretty pathetic and worthless. So you know, yeah. Well, at least I've got a silly name that I can. At least you got something. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Right, mate. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, yeah, I'll probably see you soon. Have yeah. Well. All right. Cheers, mate. See ya. <laughs> thank you very much, Tom. Um, I won't say thank you too much because you know. I'm, 
we, we, we're not soft. How do you mates. know Tom? Way back, mate, secondary school. He's one of my oldest friends. So he's a, he's a good lad when he wants to be. But he uh, he's not just a plastic scouse. Well, he kind of is. I mean, both his parents are scousers, but his, his dad's a toffee. He's gone against his own father. So oh, that's not that's not right. I uh, know, I know. But, you know, especially to support Liverpool as well. Um, but he, yeah, uh, we call him out on that regularly, um, which is uh, unpleasant. But are you uh, are you worried about the game at all, Raj? Um, I think I'd, I'm not confident we'll win it, but I don't think we'll lose. I think I had this down for a draw, maybe when me and Seb did the thing last time out. Um, he sort of uh, brushes he is at the minute, said that we'll win it, no problems. But it's um, it's an odd one. It's it's probably I think it's our hardest fixture left. And so getting it out of the way early is good. And I don't think Leicester will get maximum points out of Southampton because Southampton have been playing really well recently. I'm starting to think that as well about Leicester-Southampton. I think that's, I think a lot of people are taking that as like a home banker, but I'm not sure it should be, really. No. I mean, Southampton have probably had more away maybe over this uh, period than um, Leicester have, although Leicester have had a few, to be fair, we. We drink water, Vardy and uh, Kante and everyone, so it's not as if they've not had players leaving as well. So um, it's an interesting one. I don't think it's as straightforward as you say as it's made out to be. So it'll be um, it'll be intriguing to see how it goes down. Um, but I think it's a maybe a, a chance for us to chip down another point off them and uh, bring them within four. In my uh, in my predictions, I had us losing to Liverpool, but still going on to win the league. So, okay. yeah, I I think I have. Liverpool are just one that they're in such an odd place right now that you don't know which no, Liverpool is exactly. turning up. So this is exactly what Tom was saying. He was just, you know, obviously, you know, you've already listened to this part. We're not just recording before you've listened <laughs> to it. But uh, yeah, he how was saying, far away is their uh, Dortmund game as well? Uh, it's next week, isn't it? So is it after this game? Yeah. So that might be, oh, well, it's a Saturday game, so it might not be as big a concern as it could be. Interesting. That's a question we've had from Aaron Wolf. He says, will Liverpool's upcoming Europa League tie affect their team selection? I'm not sure oh, it'll affect Jensen. the league's team selection. Do you? No, I wouldn't imagine so. Perhaps um, he might rest Sturridge because he oh, doesn't yeah. break him down. Um, but is Firmino still injured? Yeah, Firmino's injured. Uh, Coutinho will probably score because it's one of those games. It's on TV, so Coutinho, will, you know, pretend that he's a better footballer than he is in this one. I'm not calling him a fraud or anything, but he's just not as good as people think he is. No, he's. I mean, he's. I'd I'd rather have Christian Eriksen. He's a highlights footballer. Yeah, I I think we I think we got a better player than Christian Eriksen. Yeah, especially the the function that he has in the Tottenham team at the moment is far more multifaceted than uh, I think Coutinho is available is uh, is capable of doing. Um, although you know, saying that he he does have moments of of genius in him, um, but I'm not sure that that results to the same level of footballer. But I'm just I'm just teeing it up for him to score now, aren't I? Yeah, but well, yeah, but yards out. You've yeah. You've already uh, you've already called it that he's going to score anyway in a in a non bitter fashion, non bitter spud fashion, I should say. Score score draw would be a good bet, I think, for this one. Yeah, I'd I'd like to. I, you know what? It, it's going to be hard to to contain the emotion if we if we beat Liverpool and then Leicester lose at home to Southampton. 
Would you love it if we beat them? I would. I would love it if we beat them. <laughs> I would. I go full not, key. Not so much as now that Brenton's gone. Um, well, have you fallen in love with Klopp? Have you? I haven't. For, like, I haven't ever not really. Did been you see in that love suit Brendan was wearing this week? No, I saw that. What's a photo of him on a digger doing a thumbs up? I don't know. There just, yeah, there's this random picture of him on like a JCB or something. He's had a, he's had a weird straight a few weeks. I think he's um, finally swallowed his pride and he's going to go back to Swansea. Good move from there. Uh, yeah, it's it's good good move for all around. Um, go and rebuild his reputation there. Um, but yeah, there's a photo of him at sort of some event with his uh, new fiance. Um, dressed as if like he's just opened GQ at a random page and picked clothes from it in no particular order. Oh, good God. It's it's awful. It's genuinely it's like a, the biggest dickhead at a sort of a boat gala type of a thing. The type of event that I imagine Seb gets invites to is uh that sort of a thing. Is uh is um I think what he's attending. But he's um yeah he's an odd man. He um he, did you see the pictures of him proposing in Times Square? Christ, no. Yeah, he was in one knee in the middle of Times Square proposing to his new lass. He's such a weird cunt, isn't he? Well, you know the thing I said before about Harry Kane still being with the same girlfriend he's always been with and things. Brendan Rodgers is one of those men who has um, left sort of his wife and the mother of his children to go for a, you know, a, a, an obvious partner. Such a say. fucking cliche, though. It is. It's. It's. You, you know, he's got his sports car now, and he's. You know, he's dressing differently. He, he's lost uh, a couple of inches off his waist, all that yeah. sort of shit. You know, started but, listening to uh, dubstep and stuff. Now he's. He's. <laughs> he's, uh, he's. He's talking to his kids, going, "Have you? Uh, have you heard of the Stormzy there?" Yeah, yeah. Or do you prefer the Muse? The Muse that kind of thing. Um, the uh, I, he's got, he's got, yeah, he's got compo tickets to Glastonbury, and he's he's going to be there in his Hunter Wellies. Yeah, hundred percent. Hunter Wellies, and he'll wear like a fucking Stone Island jacket, but he'll be wearing it. No, know. no, no, it won't be Stone Island. It'll be uh, Bellstaff. Yeah, Jack Wolfskin. Yeah, he's uh, oh, those uh, Canada courts. Canada, what are they? Oh, those ones that are like fucking thousand pound a pop. Yeah, those they're um, they're. Uh, Massive now. People wearing them in Leeds all the time. When you start look at rip off, mate. That's yeah, look at state of them. Like um, we sort of like uh, old beaten up trainers on and shit, shit jeans, and they've got this grand coat on. It's like where the fuck have you got that from? Yeah, I don't even know what shop sells it in Leeds. It'll probably be an Harvey Nicks, but why are you wearing it? Why's anyone wearing it? Fucking Go get your fucking Nike pullover back on, mate. That's it. Fucking all this Tory shit. Um, Isn't it made out of like dead animals as well? Probably stuff find, with like goose feathers and I stuff. I find it offensive if it is as well. You know my it delicate is. vegetarian sensibilities. Wanna be Morrissey? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> is that what you sing like in the shower? I do. And if a ten ton truck. I tell you what's good in the shower is um, that sounds like a really questionable opening of a sentence. Is yeah. It? You um, use the shower head. Yeah. <laughs> the loofah. Yeah, it's um, Zane's album, Zane Malik, my I, boyfriend Bradford. I haven't listened to it, mate. It's all. good, mate, it's good. It's really? good. I've got, I've got a theory that pop music should work in three places, shower, car and gym. And if it if it bangs in three areas, then I think it's a successful pop record. And that one does. I am obviously biased at seeing my man from Bradford. So, 
should be at a second-rate university getting a 2-2 in business. Um, is you know, the, one of the biggest pop stars in the world going out with a, an absolutely extraordinary Victoria's Secret model. Um, so I'm, I'm very pleased for him and for West Yorkshire in general for having produced such a man. Adorno, eat your heart out. It's the Raj Baines theorem of uh, theorem of popular music. What is it? What's that? Yeah, you know, Adorno's theorem about popular music. Nope. Have a read. Have a read. Have a read. That's on the reading list for everyone. Um, Does it now? Go and have a look. Just pretentious philosophy. Um, what kind of? Anyway. That would be the uh, the title of your autobiography. <laughs> pretentious, pretentious pub philosophy. philosophy. Yeah. Pub philosophy. So I've got to, got to maintain my everyman kind of vestige. Pub philosophy sounds like a, um, a pub landlord um, stand-up tour name. Is it, well, that fucking, that ball tosser. Yeah. What's it called? Isn't he, like, really intelligent? Um, oh, he's, he's an Oxbridge lad. He's, uh, he's one of Stuart Lee's mates. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, you know, might parodies poor people which is kind of problematic in a way um anyway fuck him uh we've had one from well he's kind of so you know you've got that scottish band churches that spell it with a v oh yeah, yeah. he's kind of done that They're not good i don't like them no i'm not a massive fan i, I find the vocals a bit jarring but fucking uh, screech is fucking to yeah at but he's kind of spelt he's kind of played into that but spelt kirikesh I think so. He's yeah. at C H V R I C H E S. Which of Klopp's inventions is the most impressive? One pressing, two passion, or three glasses? It's quite a good question. That uh, uh, I, I like glasses because I benefit from them on a daily basis. That's true. Um, I should wait. I'm long sighted, you know, but I just can't be fucked over my glasses anymore. So I don't because I'm hard. But then I always get headaches, and then I've only got myself to blame. That or my possible tumour that my neurosis makes me think I have. Um, but let's not dwell on that because it's miserable. No, let's not dwell on that. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Especially if you do actually have a tumour, go and get it checked out. Christ, I hope I don't. Really hope I don't, but I'm kind of convincing myself that I do. Convince myself that I'm ill for a multitude of reasons. It sounds like um, almost like a cut scene from Anomalisa. Yeah. Is this, is it you speaking to yourself in a hotel room about a tumour that you don't know if you have or not? Yeah, it's, uh, it's strange. I'm a strange person, really. Um, got another name for your autobiography. I'm a strange person, really. Yeah, uh, but that's I your second my- one. I, t- I tell you, this is one of the one of the main things I've uh, gathered. I'd say in my advancing years, Raj, is that most people are quite strange, really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of you split. I, I don't know. I think you know, scratch away at the surface. Yeah, my young years, I was quite binary. It's like there's weird people and there's not weird people. But I would say, actually, everyone is weird. People mm-hmm. are just weird. Everyone kind of has this, you know, this guys it's 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 how well you can maintain this like pretense that everything isn't really all a bit fake and that everything's not made up and we're just living out these weird meaningless existences and trying to make some sense of something that is completely senseless but you know i don't know 
ultimately we're all just hyper intelligent apes that probably are a bit too smart for our own good um anyway back to football so uh <laughs> at pusher t you know at underscore simmons underscore pusher t asks i like pusher t have you ever heard pusher t's new album i haven't is it good it's very good i like pusher t he talks about cooking a lot oh is it i think you've i think you've told me to listen to him actually in our whatsapp group yeah i'm um, just trying to keep you in uh in touch with modern culture because you know it's lost on seb yeah, no. Seb loves Seb loves his rap. He's, he's, I loved you when he took out his uh, his student neighbours upstairs. Can you turn down the hippity hoppity, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the hoppity hippity, whatever you said it to him. That was uh, that was pretty good. Because um, you can so see him doing that banging a broom hand. No, but no, I actually I can't Just see him being that aggressive, mate. I can be a pain. I I can see him putting a couple of like socks in his ears and then like masking tape around his head to keep the socks in place and going to bed just being like oh well you know these <laughs> things happen whilst there's like a student like student's knob actually through his letterbox pissing onto his doormat yeah. <laughs> a nice lad. He, li- he lives in bath mate nobody's going to be doing that oh, i don't know there's there's a lot of rugby lads in bath you know what they're like they like that, that rugby lad that took a picture of a hijacker the other day, you know. <laughs> he's from Leeds. He was always going to be from Leeds. Yeah, is he actually from Leeds? He's always going to be from Leeds. What is it? One of his mates said he particularly likes his banter or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's a big rugby lad. He loves his banter. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'd be more mad at him if he wasn't one of ours. I mean, to be fair, like, I get it. Like, yeah, like, like the fact that he's, um, somebody asked him, why did you do it? And he went, you know what? I, what's, the, what's the worst that was going to happen? I was going to get blown up. So nobody's going to be going, oh, why did you get a picture? This is it. Like, I get it. I get that the guy's probably a bit of a knob. He's a big rugby lad. He's probably a bit posh. He's, he's probably had a couple of beers on the thing. Yeah, but at the same time, like, yeah, you can only sort of sneer at so much. Like, sometimes you do have to just, you know, look at it and think, right, the guy might be a knob, but at the same time, that is quite a funny thing. Like, it is actually quite a funny thing to do, to be like, if I'm going to die, let me just get a picture of a fucking hijacker. And that you're right by saying picture as well, because the people that are calling it a selfie when it is just a normal picture. Well, this is a, this is a, this is a bone of much contention, because I've heard many people say the term selfie has, has been kind of warped into a picture you take yourself. Whereas a selfie before, pre-millennial, shall we say, was always just when you put up a picture of yourself. Not, it was didn't it? have I, to be taken I never, by yourself. I never heard the word selfie until the sort of the front-facing camera on the phone sort of picture. Like, even if you're pointing the, pic, the phone in the right way and taking a picture in the mirror, and it's that old-school um, MySpace mirror selfie, um... I don't think that is because you have to call that a mirror selfie. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a proper selfie. I think uh, nowadays the way language changes rapidly, the modern selfie has to be done by your own hand. I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. But I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I, I used to hear people call it a selfie when they took it in the mirror because that's that's the way in which I remember people taking selfies. I've never called a photo someone has taken of you that you've uploaded yourself a selfie. Like, I no, that's fucking weird. It. Yeah, it's bollocks. Um, that's it's a normal picture. But it's the mirror picture. That was always what I knew as being a selfie. 
fucking yeah. it, it, it fucking it's weird how this is only this is literally just a handful of years ago but it already dates me to like remember having to take a selfie in a mirror not that oh, I ever yeah. did that when I was showing off my six my eight pack shall I say <laughs> my eight pack of Bex I didn't take many mirror selfies to be honest I don't think I've ever done that to anyone I have taken a mirror selfie I've taken several <laughs> eight pack Eight pack, just remember that's that. how uh, that's how the carting pre- uh, process with Charlotte started, wasn't it? Yeah, dick pic, eight pack pics. I never, I've never been as crass to send a dick pic. Only, well, I bet Seb does. Seb's a hundred percent a dick pic man, definitely. Definitely, that's why, uh, that's why he pretends he doesn't have Snapchat. He does have <laughs> Snapchat, it's sexy Seb SSB6969. <laughs> aubergine emoji <laughs> add him guys add him single man bath <laughs> I bet he's still on tinder you know all this oh, 100% this is pantomime he's given us he's, he's not picking up a, he's not picking up a cat tonight he's uh, he's prowling well, yeah this this gag Seb's that we made Seb's life is essentially shame at the start we we probably haven't I especially haven't done much to dispel these myths I'm a misogynist <laughs> as I've said I can't be you know I've got two sisters I've got a mum you know it's not happening I've got a girlfriend um I've got girlfriends <laughs> but uh Seb is actually he's actually picking up a cat that's what he's doing tonight <laughs> yeah. he's he's gone to pick up a pet a cat um so if Which is even this, sadder than the. Yeah. He's not even his own cat either. He's chaperoning someone to pick up an animal. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going to make it a bit bad. <laughs> you can't make it too bad. No. He's, uh, Seb is, uh, he's just, he's being nice, basically. Um, Dr. Doolittle. It's, <laughs> it's more like Mr. Magoo, isn't he, really, Seb? Dr. Doolittle. Um, you wake up from a coma in. So this is Barney at. I was going to say this. Actually, like I, we haven't even asked Pusha T's question. Pusha T's question was, <laughs> "What does Pochettino smell like?" He okay. says. He, <laughs> he said probably oak and cedar. Cedar, cedar. No, nah, links Africa. No, I think there's a very smoky. Because I imagine he what, cooks what, um, Argentinian what, uh, barbecue asado. I can imagine he goes home, cooks asado. Makes love to his wife, you know, very passionately. He, well, he he, um, he once uh, said that, didn't he? That he, he doesn't do a passion on the touchline because yeah. he's here for the bedroom with his missus. Saves it for the wife in the bedroom. Which coming through from Pochettino sounds like a, you know, he should be on the cover of some sort of Mills and Boone novel. Whereas if like Redknapp said it, it'd be a uh, yeah, cheeky Sandra. That'd be uh, that'd be a fucking horror film, mate. That Twice a year, oh, birthday and anniversary. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> oh god. You lot for the next six months. <laughs> you're happy with that, aren't you, girl? Whoa. Oh, dear God. Yeah, um, and he's, he's, he's sort of, you know, him and Joe Jordan in the car the next day, or Kevin Bond, whichever one's picked him up. Got that leg over last night, didn't I? Oh, dear God. <laughs> Still life in the old boy yet. Oh, you imagine he, him. Can you imagine the amount of times he's made the joke about being in Jordan over the past fortnight? Christ. We need Jordan having our boy. <laughs> and all the lads around him, all the Richard Keys and the Andy Greys and that. But Richard Keys has fallen out of him, hasn't he? Aye. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's been, uh, they've fallen out over something or other about him getting sat from Sky or 
Sorry, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think Posture has a smoky smell about him. Which, um, after after shave, do you think he wears? I think he wears something like Blue by Chanel, which is a very deep kind of, you know, kind of deep, manly, musky smell. Old Spice. Nah, he's, he's too classy for Old Spice. Old Spice is, Old Spice is like Pardew. <laughs> Pochettino's more. Nah, Pochettino probably. You know what Pardew wears? Oh, dupe, yeah. <laughs> no, I think Pochettino wears some sort of brand of aftershave that Sam Dist would talk about. One that I don't even know exists. Some sort of French one. Nah, Issy Miyake. Nice and classy. Mm. Sort of fruity. Yeah. A young man's smell. You reckon? Mm. He pulls it off. I like the Issy Miyake one. I don't know. See, I think he's more of a classic man, though, Pochettino. I think he's... I don't think he really... I don't think he's... His missus buys him in it for sort of Valentine's Day, that sort of thing. He's not your da, but I can imagine he's quite old school, Pochettino. We have a lot of things. I don't know. He's just brilliant, whatever he is. Um, Barney at Mr. B. Lester says, You wake up from a coma in May to see that Spurs have finished fifth and Arsenal finished first. What's your reaction? Pull out the machine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Put me to sleep. Fucking, what do I wake up for this for? That's it really, isn't it? But it's, uh, what do you think the actual, if we to kind of give that some credence, mate, what's the actual likelihood of that? What of us finishing fifth and Arsenal winning the league? Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not, it's not something I wish to entertain. It'd be repulsive. That would be. I, it would be the worst thing that has happened in my lifetime. It'd be worse than the Chelsea Champions League. It'd be worse than lasagna. It, uh, yeah, no, it's I'm not. Worth I might it. have to quit football, mate. To be honest, if that did happen, I'd go full Huddersfield Town. <laughs> I never got. It, we'd never ever. Oh, by the way, Huddersfield Town the other day. By the way. Four-one win away against Leeds United. Yes, there's that a Leeds was... fan in my office as well who was bitching <laughs> on about that. It was an absolute fucking... It was funny. They had flares and a lot. They loved it. I, I quite enjoyed it. I finally got to see what it was like behind the curtain of being sort of the small club in the derby of um, sort of your cup final type of thing. It it was, it was had it wasn't as bad as, you know... Well, it was... Uh, there was always sort of... With Tottenham and Arsenal, even when they were the best team in the country, there was always still them wanting to beat us of a sort of a thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't a derby. But it was sort of like Tottenham West Ham, but even more so. It was hilarious. Oh, I know uh, it was because they they're. Uh, does it does it get punchy at all? Huddersfield Leeds is between it the, the own, of... between the Leeds fans themselves. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they're always like that, aren't they? Horrible. Uh, oh. This is a thing that I always feel feel they are, but it's almost as if like there's a, a mental switch there somewhere that as soon as the club are mentioned, normal, rational, nice human beings become absolute bellends. And it's like you could speak to them about anything else in the world, about, you know, nothing that is what to you know, anything to do with the club at all, and they're sort of nice people to speak to and like, you know, normal normal people to knock about with. And then as soon as leads are mentioned, they turn into this sort of weird fun sort of a thing and it's what you've got to give them and yeah you have to give them is they're fucking week in week out even where they are now they're still Ellen Road's still always packed isn't it um no um it's reasonably full it's not packed they've the official um 
capacity of Ellen Road has actually gone down from like 42,000 to 35 because it's been so long now that they haven't opened one of the tiers of the stand. Really? Um, yeah, because they don't own the ground anymore. Um, they refuse to open one of the tiers because they never fill it. And obviously they don't want to be paying people to man a stand that's got nobody in it. Um, well, stand corrected. So, fuck you, you know, Leeds, you fair weather it, it's, a, it's a big stadium, big old stadium. It's uh, 42. Um, so, you know, it's bigger than what Art Lane is, but it's not as if it's empty. They get more a week than Bournemouth do, but, you know, <laughs> they get two men and a dog inside their ground. <laughs> it's 11,000, which is an absolute joke. The Leeds Rhinos genuinely get more than that a week. What what was all that fucking nonsense with the Salford Red Devils the other day, mate? People having to players having to jump into the stands to have a tear the up fo- with fans. The, the, the football wasn't on, so um, people wanting a day out over Easter that support football clubs. I, um, I, do, do you know? I like even I know enough. And this isn't just from talking to you, but like there's a bit of a redundant. I saw quite a few like footbally types being like, "Oh, and football's the game that's supposed to be blah 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 thugs and blah blah blah." Rugby's for gentlemen. Like, it's not about rugby league that. That's about rugby no. union. You know, it's I a, don't know why it's, people. It's a, family, it's a family game, is rugby league. Um, if you go to any sort of a, a final, be it Challenge Cup or or Grand Final, there's always shirts of every single um, fan base there. Like it was something that I went the first final I ever went to, which were the 2003 Challenge Cup final at Millennium Stadium. I sort of I found it really strange seeing sort of Wigan and St Helens and Huddersfield and Halifax shirts and you know clubs up and down the league, even small clubs like you know Whitehaven and Newcastle Gateshead and that sort of thing. And I was like, why why have these people turned up? You know, their their teams out here. And the only things I'd seen previous to that were sort of you know football finals, which are corporates and fans of each team that are there. And it's like no, it's a community event. People come to celebrate the event of of a rugby final. And they sell out Wembley and they sell out Old Trafford because it's the sports big day because it is a, a minority occasion and there's never trouble whatsoever. There's, there's no such thing as a, a home pub and an away pub. It's everyone drinks together, everyone has a bit of a chat and a laugh together. The thing that I always point out to is, you know, last season when Leeds won the league in the last second at Huddersfield, I was in the wrong stand. I was in the Huddersfield home stand, their main stand, because I couldn't get a ticket in the Leeds end. And I sort of turned up five minutes before kickoff because it's a 10-minute walk from home and sort of went down on a whim, sat on my own. And when Leeds won in the last second, I danced up and down my row for a good 30 seconds before I caught myself. And the people behind me, I sort of apologised for rubbing it in the face and giving them a shake, and, shake of the hand and whatnot. And they had a bit of a laugh at us and they were like, oh, we could tell from when we were scoring that maybe you weren't getting up and, and stuff. We had, a, had, a, had an inkling you weren't a Giants fan. And it was sort of a, it was a nice thing. There were a couple of people who gave us a scowl, but it wasn't as if I felt physically threatened at all. Mm. And it's not like people need a, a second invitation in a sporting event to to have a go if they want to, but it, there wasn't any of that whatsoever. It was, you know, I got away with it, so to speak. But it, can you imagine if I did that? If Lee, if if Tottenham won the league on the last day of the day of the league in the last second, he did that in Newcastle. There'd be a Newcastle fan with his shirt off that would want to punch you like he did an horse. No, mate, yeah, you get the shit kicked out of you. But, you know, it's uh, I don't want to paint football to be this horrible sport or anything because it's obviously not, but it's, you know, uh, rugby league is because of, I think, there's a class divide um, massively that's there. Um, we get ma- massively mistreated when things like this occur because they happen what 
the last time something like this happened where there was an opportunity to paint us out as thugs was the Ben Flower incident in the grand final when he, he punched Lancer higher, when he was already spark out. Um, and, you know, people falling over themselves again happened in a midweek break of a, of the Premier League. So, you know, there's no club football to write about and there's, you know, people at main papers twiddling their thumbs for something to write. So, you know, they're hot takes there for them. They've got images of that they can misconstrue and say that the players themselves have gone in to stir up some trouble when all they're doing is going in to protect their wives and their children that are sat with the fans that have sort of had one too many and sort of had a bit of a, a scrap. So it's a it's an isolated incident that's not representative of the sport whatsoever. And uh, it gets blown out of all proportion because there's there's people at papers that don't understand the sport or the context of the game and, um, and enjoy sort of tiring it with a brush that it doesn't deserve to be. I mean, you've taken it on a fairly different time. I'm not going to debate what you said at all. You know what I'm like with rugby league, though, Jack. <laughs> yeah. We'll defend it to its very last. I was just saying you've taken it on a bit of a different tangent than I originally intended, though, in terms of like that older dodge of like, it's a game played by, you know, watched by gentlemen, played by thugs, blah, 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 blah. It's essentially, it's like using a rugby union stick to beat rugby league with. Well, we always are people. People fail to make the distinction. Yeah, I mean, I imagine you know we we talked about that bloke from Leeds before, who they said was a rugby guy, and he's probably a rugby league fan, but they've just said rugby because they they don't care to make the distinction. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's very different. Um, anyway, you've you've got me all riled up for no good reason. I know. I knew I knew I'd get get to you somehow. Seb's going to complain for his uh, his rugby union's been painted in a negative light while he's not here. Well, he uh, shouldn't have said that I'm to blame for uh, why we're not worthy well, of good things. That's what he said, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't believe you said that about me, Seb. I was really let down. Yeah, when I was listening back to that, I was like, wow, cheers, Seb. He's supposed That's to be on your mate. side. Yeah. but he, it'd, be, it'd be par for the course of dice, I don't know. He took a shot. Yeah, exactly. But he he took he took that It's It's almost, you know, like you said, you, you kind of, Bully to show affection. When Seb says things like that, it's always a bit more barbed. <laughs> it's a bit sinister, you know. You've grown, uh, you've grown accustomed to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. Um, right. Anyway, Seb's Kaiser Soze did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking limping tosser. Um, oh God! You know you hate the disabled as much as you hate the. Uh, that's it. The women. The women. <laughs> um. Did I, no, no, we were talking about racism off air, weren't we? About Cornwall's, what they. Darky day. Yeah, that's. I, I didn't actually even feel comfortable saying it. It's all right, I'm here. There. But uh, yeah, Cornwall. Have a read about that one, mate. Weird, weird people. Um, I would say sorry to any Cornish listening, but I'm not. I don't like you. I think you're weird. Um, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Walkzak at Johnny Wall asks. Actors you love and actors you fucking despise. Um, I tell you that the the actors I hate the most are the ones who are exactly the same no matter what film they're in. Ricky Gervais. So, Ricky Gervais is one. The one that I hate the most is Tobey Maguire because Tobey Maguire just oh, plays Tobey Maguire. He's terrible. He's so bad. How he's is he an Tobey, actor? He's never played a character in his life. He just turns up and bees Tobey Maguire. He does that have stupid fat bottom lip thing all the time. <laughs> And he always just has that, those like glazed over eyes, and he just—I ca- I cannot stand him. I can't stand him. I think he's terrible. He like—I was so looking forward to. Well, it kind of was 
tempered slightly when I found out that Baz Luhrmann was directing it, but still, Great I was, yeah, I was looking forward to the Great Gatsby, and then to know that and just seen Tobey Maguire in it, I just couldn't take it as seriously as I wanted to. <laughs> I couldn't. He's but you know, he's only got the part as well because he's mates with Leo. Yeah, he's he's fucking useless, mate. He's awful. He's actually awful. He worked for Spider-Man. He was all right as Peter Parker in that first Spider-Man film because, you know, Peter Parker's supposed to be quite wet and what have you, and it worked. And also, Tobey Maguire's apparently, like, a fucking black belt in several martial arts and stuff. Is which he? helped him get the role, yeah. Um, one of those weird ones. Like, when, before, people knew that Jason Statham was, like, a black belt in several martial arts when he was just a gazer in Lockstock. Um... But yeah, I can't stand. I see who I cannot stand is uh, oh God, Paul Dano. That's his name. Oh really? Oh, uh, yeah. I just it's it's his, like he's in so many films. I love like I like I think he's I think he's spectacular in uh, the World Be Blood, for example. I think he's yeah. absolutely brilliant in that, and he's perfect for that character. But it's like it's almost like he is that character. Like that's who he is. He's that snivelling, horrible, deceitful kind of... And this is... I don't know the guy. He might be a lovely person. I really don't know. But, like, that's just the vibe I get from him. I just don't like... I don't like his face. I don't like him. Um, I also don't like Jesse Eisenberg, either. See, I used to like Jesse Eisenberg, but I feel let down by him just through his choices. Like, he's really good in the social network, but, again, you don't know how far removed that is from his own personality. Yeah, right. Right, um, and this I, I haven't seen the film, but have you seen like the trailer for Batman versus Superman? Th- this is the point that I wanted it looks to get. So happy. hammy. Zack Snyder's an enemy of film. Yeah, like he's never made a good film. No. I wouldn't trust him to do anything whatsoever. Like three hundred is his most passable thing. Yeah, because it's literally lifted page from page. Like the vision of it it's, and everything. It's Miller, isn't it? Like, it's just no, Miller. Yeah, he's, he's not done. There's no creative input there from. Nah him whatsoever he's just made a book into a film he's not he's not adap- uh, there's no adaptation there whatsoever he's just he, he may well have used like a, a 3d printer to do it anyone could have made that film the way that he made it but anything that he's given any creative license over is dog shit i wouldn't wouldn't let him make my wedding video that's what miller's so good at though miller's voice is so strong like in terms of like we even look at like so the wachowski's like they they've had they had the mate, the first Matrix, which was, to be fair, a modern day classic. But I think everything else they've Jupiter done, ascending. It, mate, the, everything else they've done has been terrible. Aside for Viva Vendetta, which again, you know, it kind of was pretty much lifted page for page, frame by frame from from the graphic novel. Um, Alan Moore. Alan Moore in that. Mm-hmm. He did some Batman's as well, Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. He did some Batman's as well. Yeah. So it's just like some of these, like, I don't know. Who else do I hit? There's there's a few. There's a few that I always feel let down by. I'll I'll think about it. I'm sure more will pop into my head as we as we go on. Who do, who's your favourite actor? Like you'd go out of your way to watch? Oh, I don't know if I've got a favourite. There's quite a few. I very much like, I like, I love Kevin Spacey. I do yeah. really like, I love I don't think Spacey. there's anyone who doesn't love Spacey, is there? Maybe someone like the young theatre hands he's had his way with telling them he'll get him into the film industry and then just... is, it, is, it, is that a thing? Apparently so. 
but you know, it's one of his sal- salacious rumour that's followed him around. Fair I'd, I'll watch anything whatsoever that Emma Stone is in. Just like, I don't care what it is. I'll... Jennifer Lawrence. You'll, yeah, I'll, I will watch anything Jennifer Lawrence is in this too. For aesthetic reasons and for actual ability reasons as well. I think she's a fucking fantastic actress. I do. I know it's very popular to say she's great, but she's. I think people say she's great for a fucking reason. And I tell you who's on a really good run at the minute as well is uh, Alicia Vikander. She's not middle. memory. What's, what's she been? She's um. She was in uh. What's the robot one called? Uh, Ex Machina. She was in Danish Girl. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 She's with uh, Michael Fassbender in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else has she been in? She's been in um. Um. Or was it Son of a Gun, I think it was called, and Testament of a Youth and stuff like that? It's Mackin is so fucking good. Yeah, I'm glad you caught up with that. I really like that, that one. fucking incredible. Saoirse Ronan is fantastic in anything. I don't think I've ever seen her in a... Has she ever been in a bad film? She seems to be someone who makes extraordinary choices. Fuck. Um, who... i tell you who's in really good form. What was she? She was in... Oh, God. Uh, like, Nonce Busters, True Detective Season 2. <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Rachel McAdams. She's, she's, yeah, she's, having a, she's having her own sort of, like, McConaughey-esque career mm. turnaround, you know, where she was in those kind of, like, shitty rom-coms and she's sort of shown a serious side to her. She needs a good role now, because, I mean, I think she was good in Nonce Busters, but she almost didn't really have enough of a character she still kind of fell into that trope of being like a strong female character but not really at all a character that didn't was still pretty on autopilot i think compared to some of the male performances around her not to get too fucking like up in arms about it but i tell you who i I sneak hit is i'm falling more and more and out of love with as time goes on is johnny depp yeah he's kind of become a bit of he's 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 like a parody isn't it this like Mordecai, I don't even want to... Like, no. If he makes another film with Tim Burton, one of them has to die. <laughs> he's he's doing Just to the, save the world a film. He's, I think he's kind of doing the Robert De Niro thing of like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just... I'm, he, he slightly redeemed himself with Black Mass, but that wasn't as good as it could have been. No, I, I, did, yeah, I didn't actually like that that much, mate. Like, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't I'm like fl- it that much. I'm looking through the, the IMDb now for him to see when's the last time he made a good film. A 2011 Rum Diary is an awful, awful film of like a, one of the worst adaptations possible. Um, of, of a, I think it's a Hunter S. Thompson novel, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, um, uh, well, He was in Jack and Jill, uh, Adam Sandel, Alice in Wonderland, bad, tourist, bad. Hang on, what, Johnny Yet was in Jack, that Adam Sander film, Jack and Jill? Yeah. Oh, Christ, mate. Uh, who's in uh, Public Enemies? Into, that was a bad film as well. Public Enemies. That was the um, Dillinger film, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good, though. It's all right, but it's not. It's, no, not, it's good, not a though. good film. Sweeney Todd. Oh, Christ. Uh, this is 2005 now, and I can't find one that I've... Uh, f- the last film I enjoyed him in, perhaps, is 2004's Finding Neverland. That's all right, actually, finding that then. And the the existing remnant of that film is a meme of him on the bench with the kid. It is, isn't it? Yeah, that's the the one you support Spurs. I'm sorry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Give him a hug, sort of a thing. Um, But that's genuinely that's a good film. He's in Chocolat, isn't he? He's in that one with 
Jeanette. Um, Pinochet, whatever she's called. That's a good film. Is that recent? Uh, it's probably 2005. So around Finding Neverland. So it's over 10 years since you made a good film. Yeah, Jeanette, Pinochet, <laughs> Judy Dench. And it is Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's, it is a good movie, that. I tell you, he he was in the first Twenty One Jump Street as like a two minute cameo that was really good, like a, it was like a funny callback. But I think that's just because Phil Lord and Chris Miller are sort of they're on a really good run. They've not made anything bad yet. Even fucking Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was good. It, oh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, well good film. Sleepy Hollow, that was a Johnny Depp film I fucking really liked. I loved that movie. When's that? What's that like? Two thousand ninety nine. I know, right? It's great. Film. They've got a, um, a TV series of that on Amazon, I think. I, I really? think my dad is it. I'm not sure it's based on the same. I think it's same similar sort of premise. But I've, th- this new thing of taking like old films and just making them as TV programs is very troubling. I've just found they've done that with Gamora. Do you ever see Gamora? The Rush Italian Hour film. Forget Gamora. They've done it with Rush Hour. What the Jackie Chan and Chris Rock thing? Yeah. No, uh, not Chris Rock. You racist, Chris Tucker. Oh, Christ. That is... Jesus yeah. Christ, I've gone full your da there, haven't I? Chris Tucker. Oh, dear. Chris Chris Rock's still relevant. Chris um, Tucker's faded into obscurity. Mate, I'm just going to fucking hang up, <laughs> hang up the mic now. <laughs> Can't believe I've done that. I'm editing Chris, that uh, out. No, you <laughs> I will tweet it out. Make yeah. sure that people know of your your mistake saying that though this is the second second podcast i've made this week and the second time somebody has made a mix up two different black people i was the, the you maxit podcast we did at the start of the week joe divine mixed up um wes morgan and ashley williams <laughs> so wes morgan was the welsh center back in in fairness um in the interest of balance also uh fucked up frank miller and alan moore earlier as well so you know i'm not a racist wonder- Oh, Frank Miller made the uh, Frank Miller was three hundred, but Alan Moore was. Um, Viva Vendetta, but I, I I thought they were both Frank Miller, so you know I'm not a racist basically. I think well, you're just not as big a nerd as as you thought, so mm. I think that's more understandable than you know two <laughs> two black comedians from a similar sort of era. Oh, fuck off! It's all right. We'll let you off, mate. It's, it's a hat trick now. You've insulted um, <laughs> the disabled, the, the the women, and uh, and the blacks. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. That's actually terrible. It's a hat trick. Can't, can't make fun of Andrew Mariner ever again now. Who? Isn't he the referee that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gibbs and um, who else was it? Um, Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry, right, Matt. We'll let you off. We know you're good intentioned. I can actually feel feel you're properly gutted. No, I am properly gutted. That's it. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> Have we, mate. Got, we got any more questions? No, no more questions. Did we so... talk about um, uh, what do you call it? Um, what the fuck's it called? Ten uh, Cloverfield Lane. That's the one. Let's, should, should we save it for next? I don't know. We've, we've done quite a lot tonight, mate. We could save it for next week. Get Seb involved. Tell He's him not to watch it. it. Well, tell him to watch it this week, and we can. Yeah, we've still got to talk about the. Uh, the um what's it called uh death row documentary i've not watched it yet but we need to talk about that yeah actually watch that mate it's only six the six episodes two series three episodes in each series i think it might be a different one because the one i've got saved on my skybox is only like a feature length death row thing life and death row mm. i didn't know it was uh i'll find out the one that you're on about and watch that 
Maybe they've... Uh, they might have condensed... No, because they're all an hour long. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll get Seb to watch 10 Cloverfield Lane this week and we'll talk about it next week. So we'll, we'll give give the audience prior warning. There's going to be spoilers next week. We're going to talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. So make sure you fucking watch it. If you're ever going to listen to this again after my awful display of racism, <laughs> misogyny, ageism, ableism... Pretty much all the isms going. Is it ableism? Um, is that what it's called? It is ableism as a thing. Mm, I never know. Yeah, indeed. There you go. Um, oh, dear God. Um, right. If you do actually want to listen to any previous episodes of Rule the Roost podcast, you can do so on the Acast player, on iTunes, on our website at rtrpod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod and at tetusk no don't follow that <laughs> whoever that is um i'm sorry thinks it's you please forgive it's my help no it's fucking not i'm not that sad i'm sad enough as it is man i've got a fucking fake elephant twitter account like that's pretty pathetic don't need another one um right please forgive me did you enjoy it when uh, Chris Tucker presented the Oscars this year? For fuck's sake! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to continue that joke. I was going to continue, but I'm not going to. It's bad enough as it is. Yeah, it's. I, I hold my hands up unreservedly, apologetically. With um, a bit of crossing your hands as you hold them up. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> right, kill it, die. Come on, these Spurs. We're going to beat everyone and win the league. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.